Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. was left was his wife's wedding ring, but would he be able to find any food for his family? Hi, I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Now today, I have a story for you, but in order to tell you the story, I also have to tell you some history, so I want you just to be with me. I promise it'll be entertaining and interesting. I think it's interesting. And there's a part that's kind of funny, too, I think. I was telling my family yesterday. So this story is set back right after World War II. And here's your history, some of the history. So in Germany, obviously, that was kind of the epicenter of World War II. And after after World War II, Germany was just decimated. There was such a food shortage Um, because even before World War II, my understanding was that Germany actually didn't produce a lot of its own food even before the war. It imported a lot of food. And uh, because of the bombings and the war, hello, uh, the industrial buildings, anything that was used to produce food was pretty much destroyed any the roads and bridges which is typical of war they had been destroyed which made anything coming from the countryside where produce is grown to get into the city made it very very difficult so the people of germany were i mean it was just a horrible horrible place at that time and So being able to get food was extremely difficult. Family, people starved. They talked about the malnutrition that happened and how many people died. And then I think it was the winter of 1945. believe that's right. It was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible winter. I think even today they said that was the coldest winter in German history period, not even anything since then. So really bad. So no food. They didn't really have a way to take care of themselves. The country was bankrupt, essentially. Now, there were organizations like the United States of America did come in and try to um, distribute food. There were churches who did the same thing. But all in all, it it was a really rough place to live. Now, there's a little bit of history, and I have a little bit of a little bit more history, and then I'll tell you my story. Um, well, I'll start with my story. So I read a story years and years and years ago about a man who had a family and was living in Germany right at this time, and they had no they had no money. They had nothing left but his wife's wedding ring. And he had a family. I don't know how big, how many children. 
but he had a family to feed. And so he took the wife's wedding ring and he started out into the countryside, see what he could find. And I read this uh, paper essay about these um, expeditions into the country. So this is where this, this is kind of funny, right? Well, the word is really funny. But so like other people, he went out in the country to find food or something that he could scavenge and bring back to sell. The black market was um, illegal. I guess that's why it's called a black market. But um, people were trying to sell things on the black market. And so they called um, these trips out to the countryside. (laughs) It's going to sound really funny, I promise. But the word for trip in German is spelled F-A-H-R-T. And I believe I did take German in high school and college. And I think it would have been pronounced, if if you're supposed to pronounce it correctly, it's like fert. Fart, so fart. <laughs> and they would call them hamster farts. <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate for a podcast or not, but it meant a hamster trip. And so they would go on these trips, and it was really a scavenging or a foraging trip to see what they could find if something was left in an abandoned house, if they could scavenge things, bring them back, sell them on the black market or use them for themselves. And uh, so I assume that's what this man was doing. It just had a name, but it was a trip to go see what he could find to help support his family. So he took his wedding ring, his wife's wedding ring, and off he went into the country. And the story goes is that he came, eventually he came upon a a farmer and his wife, um, a couple, and they owned a farm out in the country And he said, asked them if they had any food. And they said, we do. And he said, well, here, how much will you give me for this wedding ring? And they said, well, actually, we need some help around the farm. Do you have any carpentry skills? And he said, yes, I do. And so he stayed at their farm, I don't know, for a few days and fixed up their farm and in return gave him a 50-pound bag of potatoes. I've always loved this story. I have loved this story. And that's the end. I don't know about anything else. That's just what I read and has stayed with me for probably 20 years that I read this story. And I've I've taught this story. I've pondered about this story. It has encouraged me and motivated me because this man had skills carpentry skills, he was able to provide for his family by fixing up somebody else's house. And in return, they gave him food. That, that just, I just love it. And so I want you to think about what skills you already have. Having skills is more valuable than gold. This story illustrates it perfectly. He had a gold wedding band, but his skills were what was needed. The Swamp Drawer, where all good produce goes to die. Dun, dun, dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. 
recession-proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables, go to joyfulprepcontainergarden.com. So I want you to make a list of what your skills are. What do you know? What do you, what can you do? And I'm not just talking about carpentry skills. Think about the, the way you um, interact with other people. Are you somebody that's really good uh, at ministering to people? Like you're a caretaker type mentality. That's a skill. Are you somebody who can get the job done? Just make sure the people are on the backside of you getting the job done. <laughs> um, are you somebody who can get the job done? That's a skill. Are you someone who can lighten the room? Like, are you somebody who can laugh and, and lift other through that regard? Are you someone who is good at research and study? That's a skill. And then obviously there's other skills. There are literally literal skills. Like, I mean, I just said they're skills, but skills like, can you fix things? Can you make bread? Can you wash clothes without a washing machine? Can you mend something? Can you take care of animals? Can you garden? What are skills that you have? I mean, and I have a list of skills. I'll post them on my website. I've compiled a list of skills so that if you either can't think of something, maybe it'll jog your mind. But this list can also encourage you to investigate and learn skills. Like it'll be like, oh, I could, I could learn that. It's not exhaustive, but it's a good list. So then number two, what skills do you feel like you need to know? So you've already written the list of what you can. And I suggest making this a family uh, not project, but kind of a come together family moment where you guys can write each other, like help each other, remind each other of skills and, oh yeah, you do this or you do that or with friends or in a community, a church, have this experience with each other. Let each other help you and you help others, you know, create these skills or this list for skills. Okay. So then number two, what skills do you need to learn? I need to learn them all, honestly, because that would be the best. But I don't really want to learn certain skills, even though I probably should. But I have a bunch of skills and I want you to, th and, but I, and I have a list of things I want to learn how to make. Like, I feel like I should learn how to make shoes, like moccasins, something like that. I, that's, I don't know why, but that one has been on my mind for probably 415 years. You know, not that old, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it just keeps coming to my head. Like I should learn how to make some kind of slippers, moccasins, shoe coverings. So maybe I need to put that on my list and report back. And I want you, as you make this list and don't go like, don't go bonkers. Like I have to learn 500 skill. No, pick three, just start one. I don't care. Pick a skill that you've always wanted to learn. And, and I would love for you to put that in the remarks uh, of the podcast, go in and say, I want to learn this. And um, you're never too old to learn any skills ever. My, my grandma, Lucy, 
she was the cutest daggum thing and she crocheted all the time. I mean, she died when her nineties and I think she was probably crocheting up, up until the end, but I stayed with her one summer before I went to college and well, her and grandpa, but this one time she, she had, she read the paper because that was back when there were lots of papers and uh, she's, there was a recipe for, brownies that had beets in them like red beets and she's like oh my goodness we're gonna make this today for lunch for you know because back then they called it dinner was lunch and supper was dinner we're gonna make this for dinner for you know for dessert I'm like okay and I just thought it was the cutest thing that my grandma who was then probably in her 80s she was still having fun learning things trying something new and they were actually quite tasty, those brownies, I'd have to tell you. So you're never too old ever to learn anything. There's always time. There is always time. Do not let the fear of no time or time is running out. Do not let that fear overtake you. That is not true. That is a scarcity mindset. You have plenty of time to learn what you need to learn. And there are plenty of resources to help you learn what you need to learn. There's always a way. There are books and podcasts and YouTubes and online courses and mentors, hands-on experiences. So, and there, there are people who want you to learn these skills. They want to teach you these skills. At the end of the day, self-reliance is freedom. Self-reliance is freedom. When you know, it's not just freedom from um, uh, what we would say government, but it's, it's the ability to serve others as well. Because I know how, let's say, because you know how to make bread, you have that skill to feed your family and you have that skill in order to serve other people. You can take bread to somebody else. You can lift them up because of that. So, so service, being able to serve someone with a, a whole heart is freedom. That's what it is. And in order to do that with the whole heart, we have to be more and more self-reliant. We cannot give money from an empty purse. We cannot give food from empty shelves. We cannot teach if we are ignorant. We cannot sustain other people, uplift them if we ourselves are not in a place of a strength. And so that's really what self-reliance comes down to. So I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about what skills you'd like to learn. I can't wait to read in the remarks what you have, what, you, what you're going to say. That's going to be so exciting. And I'm going to start reading these, um, these remarks. I want to hear what you have to say about things. So I really appreciate you listening. I, this is like my favorite topic, talking about skills and self-reliance. This is my favorite topic of all time. And the fact that I learned the German word hamster fart makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a third grader. Okay, so 
um, the information for my website, which is joyfullyprepared.com. That information is in, in the show notes. You There's a meal planning guide there. There's the container gardening guide. I actually have a course on container gardening that you can find on my, my website as well. So if you would leave five stars and a review, I would just think that's the best thing ever. And I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.